What's up, TD Podcast family? It's your host, Theodore, and welcome to the first of many episodes to come. Today, we'll be talking about rumors and landing spots for star quarterbacks, my first 2021 NFL mock draft, and we will also play a Tinder-like quarterback game in which I ask guests of the show, Ham, if he would swipe right, meaning keep the quarterback, or swipe left, meaning either trade, cut, or let go the quarterback if he were the manager of the team. This is going to be fun. Let's get into it. Let's start this podcast with the biggest story of the offseason, Deshaun Watson. So where could and where will Deshaun Watson go if the Texans decide to trade him? That's the question you guys all want to know. And here are my top five potential landing spots. At number five, I have the Miami Dolphins. Um, They'd be a very intriguing destination for Deshaun um, because they have a top five defense, a great young head coach, and multiple draft assets. The only thing holding this trade back is that they seem confident in their current quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, and want to build around him and his skill set. But anything could happen, and that's why I have them on this list. At four, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Similar to Miami, the 49ers have a great defense, young talent on the offensive side of the ball, and a great head coach in Kyle Shanahan. But they don't have quite the draft capital as other teams in these sweepstakes. So I've said multiple times that they're confident in Jimmy G, and that's what I think. But we'll see what happens. At three, I have the Denver Broncos. They have a great young offense, a big need at quarterback, a consistently top five defense, and an extremely close friend of Deshaun Watson in Kareem Jackson, who is reportedly trying to recruit him. The only cons to this trade happening is that the Broncos don't have the draft capital of the Jets and Jags, and are not in a top market such as New York, San Francisco, Miami, etc. At two, I have the New York Jets. They have an enormous draft capital, a head coach that Deshaun reportedly wanted in Houston and Robert Sala. A lot of money, some of which could be spent in free agency to upgrade the team in Deshaun's liking. Like, get me a guard, get me a tackle, get me a wide receiver. Deshaun might be able to pick some of those. But the downside to this trade is that the Jets are not a team ready to compete right away and are not, frankly, very talented on either side of the ball. And at number one, the team that I think will end up trading for Deshaun Watson, the Carolina Panthers. They have amazing talent, the skill positions on offense, a great young offensive-minded head coach, an up-and-coming defense with the likes of Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns, and are located close to where Deshaun Watson attended college at Clemson. In my mind, this is a match made in heaven. DM me and tell me where you think Deshaun Watson will end up. I'd be very excited to hear your opinions. Now, let's talk some Carson Wentz. So I'll tell you this. The Colts won this trade, and it's not even close. Um, And that's coming from a non-Carson Wentz believer. The opportunity to land your franchise quarterback is too much of an opportunity to pass up. I mean, giving up a third and second, that at best might get you a starting safety and a starting guard. And lastly, I'll say this. If Carson Wentz went anywhere else, I wouldn't have high hopes. But I honestly believe that... Um, The Colts could be a Super Bowl contender if Wentz plays well. Let that sit in. A Super Bowl contender. Now let's talk some Drew Locke. So a story came out earlier this week. Michael Lombardi, a well-known source and former Browns general manager, went on the Pat McAfee show and said this. 
Denver is a quarterback away from being a really good team if they could ever get the quarterback situation. They've been rumored to be talking to a lot of teams about quarterbacks. I thought they were going to make a trade last week for a quarterback and one of the teams backed out. I don't know quite how that happened. I think the Broncos will be very aggressive. I think the whole conversation about Drew Locke being the guy is over. So this is a big story because it could ultimately shake up the quarterback market or the draft. All of this might not be true, but there has to be some truth to it. Meaning Denver joins the likes of Washington, Carolina, Chicago, New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, and New Orleans, and the Jets. Almost one third of the league who don't have an idea who their starting quarterback will be next year. Now let's get into this mock draft. It's a one through 15 pick mock draft to give you a little more knowledge about this draft class. So at number one, I have the Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. He has the size of a prototypical franchise quarterback. I believe he's listed at 6'6", 225. Um, He'll definitely start right away and has the chance to be a special player in this league for a long time. Um, And to be honest with you, at this point within the Jags organization, the question is is more of a where is Trevor's locker going to be than who are we going to take at number one. But um, on to number two. I have the Jets selecting Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Just This dude can throw from different arm angles, similar to Mahomes, which results in incredible throws. Um, he's an amazing athlete. Personally, my favorite prospect in this year's draft. I think he'll become the best player in this draft class when all said and done. I think the, draft, the Jets get a steal here with their second overall pick. At three, I have the Miami Dolphins selecting Panay Sewell, left tackle out of Oregon. This guy is huge. I mean, he's probably the best offensive line prospect to come out since Quentin Nelson. And the Dolphins can plug him in at left tackle and move Austin Jackson to right tackle and then Robert Hunt to right guard, I believe. And now you start to see that offensive line finally coming together. At four, I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. He has excellent arm strength and accuracy. In my opinion, opinion, He's the most accurate passer in this year's draft. Um, This scenario would be perfect situation for him, returning to Georgia where he grew up and passing to the likes of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Now at number five, I have the Bengals selecting Rashawn Slater, tackle out of Northwestern. He's been in at left tackle where he could do the honors of protecting Joe Burrow's blind side for the next decade in Cincinnati. Um, And he's undersized for a tackle, which can make teams play him at guard maybe, but given their roster of chosen by the Bengals, he would most likely play tackle. Now, with the seventh pick, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida, runs routes like a wideout, and if he did decide he wanted to play wideout, I think he'd still probably go top 15. Um, you could throw it anywhere near him and he'll come down with the ball. I mean, his catch radius is one of the best I've ever seen at the college level. Um, Overall, he'd be the perfect player to replace Zach Ertz in Philadelphia. At number seven, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. In my opinion, he's the best receiver in this year's draft. He's a great route runner, but the best part of his game is his run after the catch ability. Man, he can make guys miss. And with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay both hitting the free agency market, One is sure to leave, opening the door for an ideal replacement in Chase. 
Hopefully he likes biting off kneecaps and that would be a great fit there in Detroit. And number eight, I have the Texans selecting seat. I have Deshaun Watson being traded to Carolina, which means the Texans get this pick. And this would give the Texans their future starting quarterback in the post-Deshaun Watson era. Um, it'd be a great fit because he needs time to develop, sit for a year, and learn. And Teddy Bridgewater would be included in that trade, and he could learn behind Teddy in Houston for a year. He reminds me of Cam Newton coming out of college, but with a much bigger arm. Number nine, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. He has insane speed. He's a ball hawk. He's always around the ball and is excellent at timing the ball in midair. He could be the first major piece for Denver in trying to recreate the no-fly zone again in the Mile High City. And number 10, I have the Dallas Cowboys selecting Patrick Sertan, corner out of Alabama. He's a reliable tackler who's great at creating turnovers by doing the little things such as tipping passes or punching balls out. But he doesn't get thrown too much. Um, quarterbacks respect him and re- would rather not throw his way, which is impressive. And by drafting him, it would help Dallas form a young corner duo of former Alabama players in Trayvon Diggs and Patrick Sertan, two promising young stars. At 11, I have the New York Giants selecting Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. This past season, he became the first receiver to win the Heisman since 1990 which is remarkable. He's an amazing route runner with great work ethic. But the only reason I think he'll get drafted, not get drafted as high as Chase is because he's very skinny and lacks size, um, which could make NFL teams ignore his past season. But he'd be a great pickup for the Giants who are focused on building around Daniel Jones. At 12, I have the 49ers selecting J.C. Horn, corner, out of South Carolina. He's a big physical corner with great speed and instincts, but he does need to clean up the penalties if he wants to be a premium corner in the NFL. But he would be a great fit to replace Richard Sherman in San Francisco and start their new chapter of defensive backs there in the Bay Area. At 13, I have the Los Angeles Chargers selecting Jalen Waddell, wide receiver out of Alabama. He's the fastest player in this year's draft. He can play a prime role as a kick returner and punt returner. And with the Chargers reportedly looking into trading Mike Williams, Waddle would be the perfect replacement to play alongside Keenan Allen. At 14, I have the Minnesota Vikings selecting Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. This guy's an absolute unit. I mean, he can make plays sideline to sideline. He's very good at guarding running backs and tight ends in coverage. But he apparently has character issues, which could cause him teams to pass on him but without a doubt um, he's the top five most talented player in the draft and I don't think the Vikings would let him slip any further here at 14. And at 15 I have the New England Patriots selecting Mac Jones quarterback out of Alabama. He's an incredibly accurate thrower of the football but he has below average athleticism and isn't a threat as a runner but With the way the league is moving, I personally wouldn't take him in the first round, but I think the Patriots find a way to make this work. So that's my mock draft. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you would have different. And now we welcome to the podcast guest, Ham Davis. It's great to have you. Hey, good to be on the show. 
sounds great so far. So we're going to play a Tinder-like quarterback game, like I said, in which I asked Ham if he would swipe right, meaning keep the quarterback, or swipe left, meaning either trade, cut, or let go of the quarterback if he were the manager of the team. Let's get this started. If you were the Broncos, would you swipe right or left on Drew Locke? Uh, this is, uh, I'm glad you started me up with the softball, uh, TD, because I'm swiping left on Drew Locke. Uh, he's, uh, he's had his opportunities. Uh, he has not gotten the job done. It's a really tough division. Lots of good quarterbacks in the division. You are not going to win when you have, uh, you know, one of, well, I heard I heard someone say something pretty funny. The fifth best quarterback in the division, and the reason it's funny is because there's only four teams. So uh, that's an easy one for me. Uh, guy's got personality, but he uh, he hasn't had the uh, the numbers to uh, to warrant uh, uh, taking another year with him at the helm. I totally agree. He's gotten a chance to prove he's the franchise quarterback in Denver but he's not done a great job, too many turnovers. So I would swipe left on Drew Law. What do you think about Derek Carr? Would you swipe right or would you swipe left on Derek Carr? Uh, there's, here's, here's a guy that uh, I think um, some people would be uh, looking to move off of. Uh, I, on the other hand, am going to say... Uh, I'm swiping right on Derek Carr. I'm keeping him uh, for another year. Uh, you don't have uh, the replacement uh, that's, uh, you know, you're not going to find in the draft where where, uh, where uh, the Raiders are drafting. You're just not going to find the talent that's uh, better than, uh, than uh, Mr. Carr. And so uh, even though uh, he's, he's not, you know, top tier, I think I'm keeping him anyway. So you're swiping right hand, but I, surprisingly, am going to swipe left. Um, With the way the Raiders are built, I don't think they can win now with a mediocre quarterback, and that's what Derek Carr, frankly, is. And Gruden Gruden likes good quarterbacks, so I could see them pouring the biscuits into one bin and going going after Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. I think the Raiders, secretly for the past three years, have been trying to upgrade at quarterback. Um, and I think that eventually will happen in the coming years. I'd swipe left on Derek Carr. What about Sam Darnold with the Jets? Are you swiping right or are you swiping left? Uh, here's a guy that I think has not gotten a fair shake. Uh, you're talking, uh, you know, Adam Gase, failed uh, head coaching experiment. Uh, I think the team has the, the right uh, front office now. They've got a better coaching staff in place right now. I like this guy's athleticism. Uh, I think his head's a little messed up, but uh, last couple games of the season, it looked to me like he had his head on uh, a a little straighter and screwed on a little bit tighter. He wasn't caving in. I'm swiping right. I'm keeping him, and I'm using those great draft picks to build the team around him. I totally agree. Um, he hasn't got his fair shake up. If you just look at Ryan Tannehill, he was with Adam Gase for like five years in Miami. He, he comes to Tennessee and all of a sudden is the top 10 quarterback. 
And his stats were even worse in Miami than Darnold's are in with the Jets. So I think you have to give Darnold a shot with a, a good head coach. And I think that's what I do next season. So I'd swipe right on Sam Darnold. Pam, would you swipe left or would you swipe right on Mitch Trubisky? Oh, Mitch, uh, unfortunately, I don't have to decide whether I'm swiping right or left because the Bears have already swiped left on Mitch Trubisky uh, in declining to pick up his fifth-year option. I mean, I, they may they may try to keep him around at a, at a discount or as a backup, uh, but uh, the Bears, to me, are, have indicated that uh, they don't believe uh, that Mitch is the answer. And, uh, and I don't know why, um, you know, why anyone else would in that organization would believe that at the moment. It, this is a swipe left, uh, but it's, it's already been done. I agree. Um, Mitch Trubisky, he's had an amazing defense. He's had weapons and he hasn't been able to produce. He's won games and that's why I ask you this. Um, but it, it's a hard swipe left. Probably the easiest decision so far. Mitch Trubisky, left is here we go. Jimmy Garoppolo, you swiping right or are you swiping left, Ham? Oh, Jimmy. First of all, let's just talk about how good-looking Jimmy is on the sidelines. That guy has star quarterback written all over him, movie star looks. And, uh, you know, looks great in pads, looks great with the helmet on. Problem is, helmet hasn't been on enough in the last couple of years. And, uh, and so that's why this is even a discussion. Uh, because, uh, you know, the, his winning percentage, there's no way that you would think uh, that, you know, this would be, he'd be in the dating sweepstakes. But the problem is, he doesn't spend enough time on the field. Uh, I'm inclined because I think he is a talent, I'm inclined to swipe right here and hope that Kyle Shanahan drills it into that uh, movie matinee idol head of his that uh, he needs to uh, play with uh, care about uh, his body and being there for the next snap and the next game and the game after that. I agree. Um, They don't have the draft assets to go get a better quarterback unless they wanted to give up on their defense. So you stick with Jimmy. He's taking you to the Super Bowl. I think they could do that again this year if they if they draft well and pick up some good free agents. And Jimmy is good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. I think they could look ahead in the future and that could be a place where they could upgrade. But right now I'd stick with Jimmy G and swipe right. Now, Matt Ryan, would you swipe right or left on Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's a guy that I, uh, you know, have admired. Uh, I think he's, he's a steady hand. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of these guys that, you know, there's, there's you know, with, with him, you feel like the quarterback's question is settled. Uh, so he's not a, he's not a drama guy. Uh, but the, the issue with him is we know that he's aging out. And so uh, my opinion with him is he's a soft swipe right because you're going to keep him around. You wouldn't get a lot for him if you traded him right now. You won't get very much for him next year either. The only way you're going to get a lot for him is if somebody is, you know, in a, in a playoff run 
and their quarterback goes down and they need a vet to step into the uh, step into the breach. And, you know, maybe that's what you do. You wait for that to happen and, and deal them when, you know, when the need is greater. But uh, right now, I'd say draft uh, his successor in the in uh, in this year's uh, in this year's draft. You've got a high pick. Um, use it to use it to uh, to uh, get the the next uh, the next uh, uh, you know uh, you know the successor going. So it's a soft swipe right for me and Matty Ice. I'd swipe right right as well. Um, you draft Justin Fields at number four. Let him progress and. If he's ahead of schedule, you can just like if it was the Cowboys last year, they 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 definitely want a Matt Ryan. So you find a team that lost their quarterback, and quarterbacks get injured every year. There's going to be someone who's out for the season, and you you get a first round pick from that team, and that's what I do, and that's that's the way to go. You swipe right, then would you swipe right or left on Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, this one hurts me, TD, because I'm a I'm a Panthers fan, and uh, you know every indication I get is that uh, Teddy has been just a super teammate, great guy in the locker room, uh, you know, good with uh, good in the community, it, it, just a, and, a, and a great story, you know, comeback story from you know really severe injury, uh, but uh, you know. He just didn't. He just didn't do it, you know. And and for that reason, and because he's not crazy expensive, and because uh, the Panthers have good draft position. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit because I don't know the, the kind of price that uh, that they're talking about for Deshaun Watson. I think it's a little too high. But if they can get that price down and 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 make that trade, great. But uh, otherwise. I say there's going to be a good quarterback available uh, with the Panthers Panthers draft pick. Uh, you draft him, you know. You you uh, you go. You start the season with Teddy, and as soon as your young guy is ready, uh, you know Teddy's uh, Teddy's either you know on the sidelines or on the block. But this is a this is a swipe left, unfortunately, because Teddy is a good guy. Yeah, I'd swipe left as well. Like you said, Teddy's a great guy. Even Aaron Rodgers shouted him out as one of the best, nicest guys in the league. But yeah, you 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 either either trade for Deshaun Watson or you select Trey Lance at eight if he's there, or trade up for Justin Fields, one of the three, and you could develop um, Trey Lance or Justin Fields under Teddy Bridgewater, kind of like an Alex Smith scenario there. And yeah, I don't, I don't know why, uh, but I am, uh, I am, I am really, I feel like I'm on the Trey Lance uh, train right now. I think if he's available, that's a nice fit. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, it'll be a very dynamic backfield, uh, and particularly if you don't have, if you haven't given up uh, CMC. Yeah, CMC with Trey Lance, that that's a solid three thousand yards combined rushing. <laughs> you know what I mean, but. Uh, yeah, that'd be great for the Panthers there. Now, last but not least, the man we started the hour with, Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun, uh, clearly the um, the showcase item in uh, in this little dating game. And uh, you know, if I was uh, the Texans, uh, of course, 
I don't want to give this guy up, but I have to realize I've, I've screwed it up so badly. The relationship, I think, is beyond repair. Uh, it's going to be ugly if he's still in a Texans uh, uniform. And uh, so my job, if I'm the GM, is to, is to get the bidding war started and get it to a boil and, uh, you know, get the best, uh, the best deal for my team uh, going forward, even though I am giving up what I think everyone agrees is a, a franchise uh, quarterback. So unfortunately, uh, this is a swipe left, uh, even though obviously no one would give up on give this talent up if they were, if their hand hadn't been forced. And right now, I feel like they don't have anyone to blame but themselves. I agree. Um, there's no one to blame but themselves, but I'm somewhere in the middle here. I think if you're the Texans, you do everything you can. You buy Deshaun Watson like a house. I don't know what you have to do, but you try everything in your power to make Deshaun Watson stay in Houston. And if it's looking that grim, you trade it before the draft because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this year's draft. You trade him to the Jets. You don't, you, if Deshaun's like, I want to go to the Niners, but the Niners are offering pick 12 in other things, you, you just trade him to the Jets because he... The Jets have a second overall pick. You can go grab Zach Wilson and really restart your franchise. But something interesting to point out here is that the Texans and Deshaun Watson have a no-trade clause, which means that if the Texans were like, we're shipping you off to the Jets, Deshaun could be like, I got this no-trade clause. But then if they ship him off to the 49ers, Deshaun could be like, oh, I'll take away this no-trade clause. So Deshaun kind of has all the power here, but what I've got the impression that he just wants out of Houston. Um, where he'll go will come next. He just wants out of Houston. So thank you, Ham, for joining the show. It was an it honor been, to have it you. Is, it's been great to be on the show. Uh, and thanks for your insights. See you. All right, bye. Yes, guys. So thanks for listening to episode one of the TD Podcast. Next week, we'll dive into power rankings, way too early season predictions, and more trade news. So I can't wait for episode two until next time.